what is going on everybody it's just jimmy leonard here today on another podcast first and foremost happy new year it's been uh it's been a minute <laughs> at least a couple weeks so far since i spoke with y'all of course a couple weeks back was before the new year's so hopefully everybody's having a nice happy new year new beginnings and whatever you guys are sticking to for your new year's resolution hopefully you guys stick to it and not just for two weeks <laughs> whatever it may be uh, but let's get into it. So first off, we're talking with gaming. Um, PlayStation happened to go ahead and actually release a list of games that's coming out for the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. Um, games such as Back for Blood, Dragon Ball Fighters for PS4, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, personal favorite of this list. I, I just love the Devil May Cry series. I mean, it's to me, it's just me. One of the best overall of all time, best hack and slash game known to mankind. You know, of course, there's a bunch of games of hack and slash games. You could throw in Bayonetta, you could throw in, I guess, Hyrule Warriors. You could throw in a lot of games. Fire Emblem had theirs too, as well. There's a lot of games out there from back then and even now that had hack and slash games. But Devil May Cry had a special place in there. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, you know. If you don't know, you need to try it out and what perfect time to do it is if you happen to have the playstation plus extra and premium to play that game it's part of the package other than that you got life is strange before the storm then you also have the regular life is strange jet the far shore jet call just cause 4 reloaded oh no erica and then for the premium classics if you happen to have premium version this is the only way how you can get that you got siphon filter 3 star wars demolition hot shots golf 2 so yep those are kind of pretty much the list of games that you can actually play from that library as well so they're free games in jedi in uh january so that's that's pretty dope so definitely take advantage of that <laughs> definitely take advantage of that so that's that's huge um, a lot of bit, a lot of talks in terms of the most anticipated games coming in here. Um, you know, you're already talking about one of my games. I'm thinking of already. First off, is Spider-Man 2, right? This game has pretty much been waited for some time since we last saw that teaser trailer. How we saw Venom come out at the end and everything too. I mean, you got Peter and you know Miles, all both of them together working together. It's not the first time because if you actually have played Miles Morales, you saw Peter pretty much helping him out in the beginning. Um, then after that, you didn't really see him again. So here, I'm curious as to what they're actually going to do here. I don't know if you can actually switch upon each other as gameplay is going on. You know, kind of like if you ever played Final Fantasy Remake, where you have Cloud and Tifa and Barrett and all of them brought together. You know, you can actually switch upon each character, not just stick with just one and have the other two be just side characters automatically through AI. You know, so I don't know. I'm curious as what they're gonna do because both both characters we all know do different things, right? So like Miles is big on the stealth end, and you know Peter just the whole traditional Spider-Man, everything, pretty much regular basic. You know what I'm saying? Got a little. Both of them got gadgets. Miles pretty much got a little bit better gadgets. No bias. Um, so there's there's a lot of those games that's coming out from there too as well. Um, the other one too I'm looking into is obviously Forspoken too. That game looks pretty dope. That game looks pretty dope. 
So, you know, that's definitely doing a lot of Fantasyland area too. Um, this is an open world action game, so definitely, you know, definitely adding some magic and everything that goes on into that journey. That's gonna be pretty cool and creative. So I'm looking forward to that one. Dead Space Remake, that's an anticipated game that's coming out around this month, um, around the end of it. So you can look forward to that. If you already played the game, well then, you're gonna be in for a different type of treat here because it's, it's obviously, like I said, it's a remake. So it's gonna be very, very interesting here what they're gonna do from <laughs> 2008's Dead Space. It's hopefully, we'll see. You got Hogwarts Legacy, which is nothing more than just Harry Potter RPG. Uh, that'd be pretty interesting to do. Uh, like a dragon, um, Shin. That one I'm looking forward to. That one too. Um, it's part of the Yakuza series too, so that's 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 gonna be dope. I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, you got Destiny 2, which is adding a little bit more uh, flair into it for the DLC because it's the seventh DLC nonetheless, right? This game's been being worked on for a very long time, just as long as Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 has been worked on for a very long time. I mean, geez, <laughs> I can't even count how many DLCs that's been part of Xenoverse 2. That game's been around for a while, and I'm sitting there like, dude, they still working on this game? That's kind of how I feel with Destiny 2. I don't know if they're going to make a, at some point, make a Destiny 3. But Destiny 2 is pretty good, though. I haven't touched it in a while, but this can probably bring me back into it, especially since of the newer instances where they're going to have with, I guess, this chapter of Lightfall, which is... The light and darkness saga you know you have the guardians going through here it's kind of like they also were saying it's like inspired by blade runner too so that's gonna be pretty cool so the neon light cities and stuff that's gonna be pretty cool that's gonna be pretty cool you know so looking forward to that you know you see all the telekinesis and the telepathic kind of gameplay that's gonna be interesting that could probably bring me back into it as well um you also got a couple other ones as well, like Star Wars Jedi Survivor, that one. <sighs> Hopefully you play the first game, because, you know, we all saw that gameplay. That's going to be nice. That's going to be dope. Um, all you Resident Evil fans out here, that's also another remake <laughs> that's coming out in March. So, you know, of course, Street Fighter VI, I'm looking forward for that, since they actually happen to have a release date for it coming around, around June. Possibly, I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard anything from... Uh, evo about what they're gonna do are they gonna pull the same thing that they did with blaze blue cross tag battle when the game didn't really even come out and be like hmm who's gonna be on the list yeah we're gonna put street fighter 6 on the list because you already know street fighter is always gonna be pretty much one of the biggest staple games in evo um i try to think of a year when you didn't have street fighter you know it's it's been there <laughs> it's the biggest pretty much fighting game tekken's the same way as well too so, you know, she fired, she fired across tech, and as much as I would love to have seen that keep going on, it was short-lived, but still is a special treat in my heart. But with Street Fighter VI, especially, you know, for me, it, it's taking it more than what they tried to do with Street Fighter V. Uh, with Street Fighter V, you know, we all know we saw the the uh, storyline, that they tried to make a cinematic storyline for the game, and... I mean, it was all right, but the funny thing about it was that it wasn't even there for the beginning of the game. It was like maybe later on, after a couple DLC waves, where they actually implemented the actual storyline cinematically. And, I mean, that's cool. I mean, it was an interesting time. I only did it once, never went back. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's it was something. It was something. 
I just, like I said before, when it comes to games just like Street Fighter, um, you know, it's one thing, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, it's one thing that you have the older games back in the day when you had your first Street Fighter, I forgot how many characters. It's kind of like Super Smash when you had about uh, eight to start off with. And I, I think I talked about this before, but I'm just iterating that type of feel because honestly, in my opinion, it was Street Fighter V. Yes, I know it was a Sony exclusive, but I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right, you can only get it on PlayStation 4, baby! But it still made me feel sad because of the paywall, that gigantic paywall. Because you start off with 16 characters for the games. And at the end, I think you get about 50-something characters, right? But that's through not DLC 1, not 2, not 3, not 4, but 5 different DLC waves across since 2016 when this game first came out back in February. I'll never forget it. <laughs> Went into the store. They gave me the two posters, too. They gave me, because I guess the posters were like, one side was the cover of Street Fighter V, and the other one was with Ryu with the beard that he's pretty much rocking here on Street Fighter VI. So, hopefully, we don't have that notion. I mean, I got one of my favorite characters, Jury, and of course, Ken. <laughs> but, um, there, you know, she's not DLC in there. Uh, Ken definitely, you know, he usually is not, since they've been doing this whole DLC thing. He's been there from the beginning. So, yeah, you know, like I said, there's a lot of cool characters they got in here. A lot of characters they brought back from, eh, I wouldn't say the dead, but characters that you, well, just, you know, haven't seen in a while. Um, I mean, it's a pretty dope looking roster from the jump. Um, I think I've, I mean, I can't, you know, count with them. You got 12 familiar faces, and then you got, let me see, let me count them. Pardon me if I'm gonna start counting. Let me see, you got four, you got eight, you got, you got four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Hmm, they only went up by two. <laughs> they went up two. I don't know. I mean, the game said the game's not coming out until June 2nd, so there could be some more new characters between now and then. Well, I'm not sure. Um, but those are at least so far the 18 that was actually shown so far within the game. Um, we all know that there's no way that's going to be a roster. So they might still do this whole DLC wave thing again. But regardless of that small tad bit negative, the presentation, the game graphically is dope. And again, you know, it's it's adding more of the whole implement of Street in the game. I think ever more than it's ever been before. I mean, at best, the only thing at the time I could think of it being a lot more on the Street side was Street Fighter 3. That soundtrack boy shout out to infinite on the, on, on the theme song rapping the theme song as well as the character select screen sheesh i'm guilty though i, I actually play that during my workouts too no lie you'll know what i'm talking about once you listen to the soundtrack you, you'll know not the whole entire soundtrack but his two rap songs that he has up there Whew. get you pumped up there get you pumped up but yeah now i'm looking forward to this game um, so that's that's big on their title as well. They got Diablo coming out here. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be dope. Um, Street Fighter, <laughs> not Street Fighter, excuse me. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, as we finally got news, especially back at Game Awards, that's coming out in June. So you know that's that's a big game right there that we're finally getting information on because they've been dragging with the games. Oh god, that game is gonna be dope. <laughs> I said it then, and I'm still saying it now. Got an Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm like, yo, that's gonna be dope. Um, 
so you know I'm looking into that too so you got a couple other games too um, you got Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League which is pretty much still having the possibility for the last time as Kevin Carroy's performance as Batman in the game so, but that's coming out um, around 2023 they didn't really say exactly when but that's around there they got Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth following what they did I think because uh, Crisis Core I think came out last year if I'm not mistaken too so that's following off of that if I'm not mistaken too um, and then we're still hearing some more news about Wolverine um, hopefully people didn't forget about that game because you know they didn't say much after that surprised they didn't say anything about it at the game awards because um, that's also built by Somniac, the same company that's working on Spider-Man. So, yeah. I'm not, and, you know, like I said before, I said it then, I'm glad that they're working on that game by them. Just because as super well done they have done with Spider-Man, I'd love to see what they're going to do with Wolverine. <laughs> Yo, the, the crazy nonsense that he might do in that game, that's going to be pretty interesting. They really, they, what they really should do is just have another X-Men game. That's what they really should do is just have another X-Men game. Just like they, just like they did with Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, they should really have an X-Men game. I know they had a couple, many actually back in the day, especially when X-Men was a rise back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, and that was the biggest thing that was coming out for them was X-Men. I mean, that was that was the biggest phase, and it still is. They're still popular to this day. I know. Right now, the way how the whole MCU is working right now, they're kind of sort of getting kind of put into the mix a little bit. But in right now, you know, for ones who grew up with X-Men, that would be really nice to see a new updated type of gameplay. Now, who don't want to play as Magneto and be cheating and just throw a bunch of metal, grab people, fling them against the wall? <laughs> who didn't want to play as Wolverine? And, you know, have the X-Factor ability that he could just basically just destroy stuff going around there and then heal himself up. Who doesn't want to play a storm causing a bunch of ice, rain, lightning all over the place and wind, <laughs> right? Who doesn't want to play as Nightcrawler just teleport from point A to point B? Cyclops blasting people? Jean Grey telepathically picking up objects but also becoming Dark Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? Who doesn't want to be uh, Kitty from uh, Shadowcat who can just face through walls, right? Who don't want to be rogue? <laughs> it pretty much by the element of touch, just basically absorb their power and use them against them. I'm like, that's dope. That's dope. I can go all day. <laughs> My point is that they can really do something with that if they want to. But who do I want to work on a game like that? I would say Insomniac. I, 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 I give them something with that. You know what I'm saying? Just because of what they're doing right now with Spider-Man. But maybe I'll, I'll hold that once I see what they do with Wolverine. All right. Once I see what they do with Wolverine, then I'll make that judgment. Because the last other game they have Wolverine was Wolverine Origins. And I only have it on the PSP, and it was meh. <laughs> uh, it's not really much to say about that. I mean, I don't know about anybody else's experience with that game on the PSP, nor on the console, but for me, it's uh, meh. <laughs> it's meh. So, but other than that, just to close out within the PlayStation news, um, Sony happened to also acquire a um, a certain big piece into their puzzle when it comes to working on the 
PlayStation Store and PlayStation's DTC businesses. Um, and they have to bring in Ben King, who is a former Apple service executive, uh, senior VP of direct to consumer and overseeing all PlayStation Store and DTC businesses. So um, that'd be pretty cool. I guess is he has a lot of expertise. He has like spent about 12 years at Apple where he pretty much had held international marketing and business development and general management positions across the whole Apple store and everything, anything that's deal with any transactions through Apple. So um, that'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm curious as what he's going to actually try to tackle for the PlayStation store, what he might be able to actually do and shape it to actually be... You know, I mean, it's it like I said for right now the PlayStation Store is cool for what it is too. But I'm serious. I'm curious as what he's gonna actually do, interface and what he's gonna do in terms of shaping it out so that way he can actually be very marketable for the actual store if it hasn't already. So and bring his level of expertise coming in here. You know, so that was through Variety on an article that talked about him coming over here about that. So that's interesting what he's gonna try to do. Um, so yeah. Yeah, he's a gamer himself, of course, so, you know, but um, I'm curious what he's going to bring to the table for that. So that's that's a big, that's a big hire on there, and very big honor. Well, then, now that'll be kind of pretty much about it for the gaming section. Up next, we're going to talk about a little bit of what happened with the Golden Globes a little bit, and a little bit more entertainment on that section, and I'll see you guys in a bit. And we're back onto the entertainment section. First and foremost, um, I'm sending my condolences uh, to um, the Presley family. Um, Lisa Marie Presley, she happened to pass away um, at the age of 54 after being hospitalized. Um, I know from what they were saying that she um, had they had to do some uh, CPR for her too as well because it sounded like they were actually they were saying that she had cardiac arrest that was going on too. Um, no, and for people who didn't know already, too, I mean, that was the only child Elvis Presley had. Um, um, as his legacy was going on from that point on. Um, so that, that's that, that's huge. Um, so I send my thoughts and wishes to the family um, as they're grieving and figuring out what they're doing right now through all of this that, that had happened. Um, so keep them in your prayers as the time goes on um on also too for the news of entertainment they happen to be the golden globes happened this past week and um you know there was a lot of big winners out here um drum michael carmichael he did a pretty good job I know everybody's giving some flack on some of the jokes that he kind of made on some of the things like that i know they were satirical um, so there were some good point ones. There were some good jabs there. And there was some that probably fell in easy for a lot of people. But he held his own ground through that whole entire thing. I didn't realize he was the first black host too. Huh. 2023. And how long has the Golden Globes been going on? Uh, was it the 80th? Yeah. That's uh, interesting. How about that? But um, there was a lot of winners that happened here too as well. 
Um, I thought I would give a shout out to Abbott Elementary. That that show was hilarious. <laughs> no, that was one of my favorite shows. I'm glad everybody in there, like even Tyler James Williams, you know, everybody, for everybody who remembers him as um, Everybody Hates Chris, you know, <laughs> he's been around the business for so long, especially as a younger kid, even younger than when he was doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been getting awarded there too. So that that's huge. Um, so that's that's huge all around for the whole entire team too as well. Um, yeah. You know, Quinta Bresson, you know, she she happened to win too as well for um, for Abbott Elementary as the best performance by an actress there too. So there was a lot of winners coming through that that show. So, and I never forget when I first saw the saw the commercial and the trailer for the show. I thought it was gonna be a winner because I'm like, dude, this is funny. Because <laughs> there's a lot of relations that can happen within the show. I mean, come on now, <laughs> school related especially too. Um, so, um, big shout out to Angela Bassett for getting best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. Um, and this is also huge too because I think this is the first. Um, from my recollection, at least from what I've been reading too, is that this is the first ever award for a woman actress on a Marvel movie standpoint. Any Marvel movies. And there's a lot of Marvel movies throughout test of time. Um, and um, that's huge. That, that's a big, big staple right there. And this is also going into also throughout Marvel, DC, you know, anything around that too. Um, so that that is that's very huge. I mean, if you saw the movie, you will agree <laughs> that she well deserved that award too. So um, you know, especially you know she hey, she coming up there for the Oscars too. Come on now, <laughs> we ain't they, they ain't finished yet. <laughs> they ain't finished yet as well too. So you know, keep that up there as well. House of Dragon for HBO Max happened to win Best Television Series for Drama. Um, so I was surprised with that too. Uh, best Motion Picture Drama was The Fablemans. Um, and it was a tight race in there because you're talking about an Elvis, Top Gun Maverick, and Avatar The Way of the Water. That, which, by the way, that movie was great. <laughs> if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um... Gilmore Tell Toroso's Pinocchio also won for Best Picture in Animation that was going against Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Turning Red. So that that's huge there too. Um, the White Lotus, they also got an award there too. Yellowstone, uh, Kevin Conster uh, for Best Performance by an Actor in a Television Series. Uh, Zendaya got one too for Euphoria. I was looking like, yes sir. Um, so... <laughs> I know she was saying she would have been there too, but we all know she's busy. So, you know, she would have been there to get that award. You know this. So there was there was a lot of big ones too. Steven Spielberg won Best Director for The Fablemans. So, I mean, the man just keeps winning and winning and winning. <laughs> uh, so there was, there was a lot of big names there too. Um, so, a lot. You know, and then Eddie Murphy... Um, shout out to him getting the CSLB DeMilla Award. Um, you know, watching him throughout the test of time as you know, since I was born with a lot of his movies, whether it was with the you know animations or his acting roles, obviously on screen. Um, 
that's a natural treasure there <laughs> of comedy as well as what he's performed through the arts of the movie. So that's a huge award there. Give a shout out to Ryan Murphy too as well. Um, you know, you got the Carol Burnett Award uh, for his work too, for a lot of work that he's done. He worked on shows like Glee, uh, American Horror Story, and really intertwining the diversity of cast of people, especially with the LB- LGBTQ group, as well as embed- embedding them into the whole atmosphere and making sure they have leading roles and everywhere else too. You know, because it's supposed to be inclusive. You know how Hollywood it it could it could be a cut and dry business, as people would say too. And I can only imagine the drama that might go in there. And we're talking drama like acting drama. No, we're talking even outside of the drama that goes beyond what happens in Hollywood too. Um, so that's really huge for him. Happy for him to get that award too, because um, yeah, he stepped he. He brought something different that people probably wouldn't have done, you know. Um, so that is that's dope. That's dope. So I was very happy for him to get that award too. So um, you know, it's, it's the whole biggest thing of inclusive, being very inclusive, no matter who you are. You know, that's 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 the biggest thing there. Um, you know, um, but yeah, that was that's. At least just some of the notions I had made throughout the time. I broke some of these down. <laughs> Jotted these down, really. Um, but they have a whole list of it online if you want to check them out, too, as well. If you didn't get to watch the show, I know the show was going on pretty long. Because they were they were rushing people's speeches. They, they, it, was, they were, it was hilarious. It was to the point where um, we've got some of, the, some of the names. But you'll see if you actually watch the entire video. They were like, no, we're just gonna keep it moving here. I don't, I can't really tell you how long they keep everybody sitting there with all the speeches, but it's like, I could guess maybe two minutes. It might be less than that. It could be more. I have no idea. But <laughs> they, some of them still was trying to give out their speeches. Like, no, I hear, I hear the noise. I hear the music. I'm still gonna give out my speech. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, dang, it, it, it sucks, you know. They gotta keep the show moving along. They're on a schedule, um, but it, it is a big moment for any actor or actress that comes up there and gets that award. You know, um, it's huge, and you never know when they'll be back up in that same spot. So it's it's one of those things that you know that gratitude and everything that goes on there for whoever was within your journey, and you try to bring that onto the stage and everything too. So it, it's it's a big moment. But it's unfortunate that that's what they have to do. <laughs> that's just how it goes. Um, it could be worse. You know, they could pull out something like they do at the Apollo and get the random guy out there, get the cane out there, start trying to chase you off the stage and stuff. They try to do it more on an elegant, prestige level by playing some music. <laughs> uh, yep. So, um, yeah. The only times I probably think they never did it to was pretty much Daddy Murphy and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Ryan Murphy. So, <laughs> outside of that, everybody else kind of was on that time crunch. Like, yep, time's a ticking. You don't finish that speech, well, we're going to bust in the music. <laughs> um, so, yep. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, but that's kind of pretty much all I got on the entertainment section. Up next 
on the final topic, we're going to talk about some sports. Um, some soul-crushing feels that happen to a certain team that I root for. Um, and um, what's going on inside the NFL, too. All right. Be back in a bit. And we're back. So now on to the next topic in mind for uh, sports. Uh, I'm going to start off with baseball here. Uh, Recently, of course, we're still talking with everything that's going on within um, free agencies and moves that's happened out there. Uh, Andrew McCunchen, who at the time was playing with the Phillies too, um, somehow managed to make his way back over to the Pirates, where, you know, his biggest... Prime times was over there at the Pirates. Uh, Lord knows that they need help, but uh, that's that's pretty big. I mean, for him to come back into where we pretty much started it all, you know, he, I think he's on a one-year deal for them too as well. So uh, we don't know what that means for him. It could be his last year. It could just be on a yearly basis now because he's coming within that time frame, especially with veteran contracts and all that and all that jazz left and right. Um, he still can play though. He's he's still a big key to any any team, really. Um, so that's that's pretty huge for him to make that move from that. Um, but I wish the Mets picked him up. <laughs> oh, good grief, Lord, why? We had thoughts about bringing him in there, and then he's been. You know, over there, too. But he was with the Brewers, too, because he was with the Phillies and then the Brewers. And, you know, somehow now he's coming back over here at the Pirates. So that's great. (laughs) Um, I was like, darn it. Why did we miss out on Andrew? Why? But, you know, I guess the Mets got something up their sleeve. Um, I don't know exactly what that means. But, um, yeah. But, um... That's that's one of the biggest things I guess that we're gonna see once it comes time because the season is just around the corner. It's just around that corner, so we'll see how that goes for the Mets. But also too, we also have on a sense that the um, for Carlos Carrera, um, yeah. Well, we were thinking because of the fact that you know there was a whole talk about him coming over on our end um, with the 12-year deal. And, you know, yes, I know that he's been dealing with injuries and whatnot, too. But we were thinking that possibly, you know, he was going to get like this, you know, this big deal that was coming to happen over here. But I guess somehow they happened to make a deal. He stayed with the Twins and he's happened to get a six year deal for 200 million. Six years for 200 million. I'm like, wow. You know, but the Gi- uh, Giants was trying to do the whole 350 million for 13 years. I'm looking like good grief. You know, um, so that's that's huge. So somehow that star right there is he's gonna stay open with the Twins. Um, so you know, I don't know. You know, so I don't know what that means for that. Um, so. It's like Shohei Itani, you know, seeing what he's going to do. He's trying to stay over the Angels. I want him to come over to the Mets. I want him to come to the east side. See what he's missing out here. Because 
he ain't going nowhere with the Angels at this point. I mean, I know they happened to fire the manager and everything, too. And, you know, throughout the season. And they were kind of making some kind of progress. But, I mean, him and Mike Trout got to get out of there. There's no hate, no shame on the, you know, Angels. It's all love. But I'm keeping it real. You got two of your best players up there, well-known players. And they're not really going anywhere fast with where they're going right now. If they want to win a championship, money probably won't be an issue. Seeing as that, again, they're the biggest stars. They are on the team. But what is there with that when you can't even win a championship with that team? You know, you don't really have a lot of players around you. Pitching-wise, it's rough. Um, I mean, rough. And especially hitting, too. I mean, you got them, too. You got a couple other people. But, um, because I think last time I checked, I think Anthony Redon is on that team, too. And he's a big hitter, too. But, you know, who knows where everybody else is going left and right. And that is, excuse me, that is one of the biggest, the, um, really the biggest problem that they're facing right now. For the Mets, we got a lot of core players. We got a lot of people that came pitching-wise coming on our team. And like I said before, we still got time to, you know, especially since we got enough cap space <laughs> to the money that we were about to dish out on Carlos Carrera, that we definitely pick up some other players throughout that time frame. Because we're right there, right? We should be the team to be feared the most coming into this team. And this is totally unbiased, but seriously, I mean, you look at the roster that we've been getting, you know, so um, that's that's the biggest thing. We got Pete Alonzo that's still there. You know, after they settle for a 15.5, 14, excuse me, 14.5 million dollar settlement there. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, that that's that's the biggest part there. So we're keeping loop groups and everything along there for the for the meats and see what they're gonna do with them, and um, you know possibly see where we can go from there through some of the misses that we had missed obviously trying to get um players onto the team so um but i would still hope that we're still favored transitioning to football this is one of football's biggest nights other than super bowl when it comes to the wild card round because you have about three games excuse me not three games but three days of the games of games just going throughout the time frame of course you had last week where we had games on saturday um well now you still got two games that's happening on saturday which you have the seahawks and the 49ers starting at 4 30 on saturday uh who do i get coming out of here i'll say the 49ers you know i do want to root for geno smith and them and p carroll and them to see about what they could do but i think the 49ers can go through that with no problem as for the wild card round, that's also happened around 8.15 that same day. Jaguars and the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jaguars on this one. Especially since it's home, too. Yeah. I mean, they gave the Titans a run for their money at home. <laughs> so, um, I'd be impressed to see what they're going to pull out against Chargers, you know, and then you got the Dolphins and the Bills, that definitely is going to be a tight game, even though knowing that Tua is not going to be playing, and I believe Teddy Bridgewater is still out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, they're still going to be kind of hurting right now in terms of who they're going to have on the roster team for the quarterback, too, um, 
So that's that's gonna be huge, and you also got the Bills. Um, and I'll go without without saying that I'm glad that Demar Hamlin um, has been getting better. Um, for the last time we spoke, of course, throughout that time frame, you know, hopefully you guys have been up to date with that. If you haven't, please do your reading um, because that that day, from my perspective, when I saw that game live, when it was the Bengals and the Bills, that shocked me. I mean, it was to the point that I couldn't even eat when I saw it because, again, when I was watching the game, you know, I saw it happen. You know, he got up and it just fell down, right? Fell down after getting the hit. And he wasn't the one, obviously. He wasn't the one that was doing, um, he wasn't the receiver. He was the one doing the tackling, right? Because he was a safety. I um, mean, he's not too far off of my age, too. So, um, you know, and they had to get the ambulance out there onto the field. I don't think I've ever seen that, ever. I, I don't think I've ever seen it in my lifetime. No. And they gave the entire nation a scare. World, probably so, but definitely the nation. Whether you watched that game, whether you saw what was going on in some of the clips. Because um, it was so bad that, again, like I said before, they had to get the, you know, the, the ambulance. And see, a lot of us, and even I'm guilty for that too, you know, all of us can pretty much say that. Because, you know, how many times we see injuries that happen, right? It's very serious. That's what I take it as. It's very serious. But then, you know, they pick the player up, either put him in a cart and kind of move him along to the side or keep it moving and everything like that. So um, that was pretty much the case there um, from that. And here it was a different story. I mean, I, I mean, my eyes were glued to pretty much the television the entire time. Um really throughout the entire time I mean oh news coverage everything I mean everybody was really really stunned and was just lost their words and just was emotional this entire time because we just thought that we might have saw somebody actually die on the field and I'm glad we didn't I'm glad he's doing great and actually now he's he was actually I think he got out he went from the hospital from the Bengals um, hospital to over to Buffalo and then he's now actually been out of there to actually definitely fully recovered to go ahead and possibly you know i don't know if he's gonna go out there to watch the bills game um sunday because that's what they face against the dolphins at one o'clock uh so we'll see but that was that was a roller coaster event um that was happening i mean it was all over the news everywhere i i was just stunned by it really um it really was so you know of course you know the nfl did right you know, because no one in their right mind would have thought the game would have played anyway. It was to the point that they never even played the game at all. They suspended it, obviously, that night, but they never played it. So, people probably wonder, oh, what's it my fantasy? Or, what's that with my, uh, you know, with my chances with my team? Since, you know, that team, that game can't be played. You know, all of that type of nonsense. So, um, yeah. I mean, the NFL, they, they did the best uh, decision that they did. So... Um, glad that they did because the NFL already is underneath a lot of fire as it is. Could you even imagine if they told them, no, no, we're still going to try to play this game? I, I couldn't even see them doing that. Any any human being wouldn't have played that game. So, you know, that's that will be scarred for a lot of people as 
a remembrance for that too. But also too as a remembrance as we all pretty much even a lot of us had our group discussions about what would the NFL do from here on from that, right? You know, to not have a certain situation like that happen again. Because we already know how dangerous the sport is for football. You know, it's it's tackle football. It's not flag. It's not flag. It's it's tackle football. Even with all the padding, even with all the helmet that's going on, it still clearly doesn't do much of reducing the amount of impact that may happen to somebody. Especially since that tackle happened to come around his chest. Right? So you know, that's that's impact. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure somebody's probably trying to figure out a way. They may not do anything. Who knows? But that right there, if it wasn't already a wake-up call, they have to, you know? Um, So, but I will leave it at that point there. Um, So I'm just glad DeMar Hamlin is doing great. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I really am. Um, And the biggest thing, too, is his charity. I mean, it was amazing to me to see, you know, especially if a lot of people didn't know him, because even, of course, I didn't, you know, unless you follow the bills like that, you practically got to know him very, very well that that night, throughout the time frame that's been going on, you know, very well, but especially the, the one that I did want to note was, was his charity, right, because I think his goal for the charity, I think, was about 2500 if I'm not mistaken, it was very low, but for that... If not, if it, if it didn't already reach this goal, throughout within the 24-hour span, it was going to like about five million, and it just kept growing. I was like, dude, and that was just the poor support and everything that was going on with that too. But that's that's crazy. Um, that it had to do that to get that kind of money, but but you also know where people's heart was in, their mind was in too, was to support him. Um, I guess instead of just not doing anything, I guess that was people's way of trying to support in any possible, <clears throat> excuse me, in any possible way. I mean, he has Stephon Diggs going in there into the hospital, one of the reporters for ESPN. He happened to let him go in there, uh, let the cops know that, you know, hey, you know, this is Stephon Diggs. You know, the situation, what's going on and whatnot. This is his teammate, um, big, big player. Um, so, you know. So I know it had to be a roller coaster event, and they played it that Sunday too. And um, after that event that was going on throughout the week, and they pulled through with that win and everything, and all the love and everything that was going on and pouring into that game. So that was huge. Big ups for that. Um, as for the other game too, uh, that's happening at 4:30. It's a long time coming, but you know we still around. You know what I'm saying? You know, they doubted us out for a couple of times. Sure, when they doubted out my quarterback, I did the same thing. He'd been impressing me. They've been impressing them. You know, you, we have a running back that, you know, hey, we give him the ball. He does his business, and he will leave you in the dust. We got the defense. Offenses, I don't know. But, you know, we got the defense, and you try to go past our defense, you will get slaughtered. I'm talking about my Giants, baby. And we're going against the Vikings. So Coach Curzons better be prepared. He better step up. He better be ready. Now, granted, of course, the Giants, <laughs> they went against the Eagles. I'm going to keep it real. I mean, first and foremost, I guess, even, I mean, look, the Giants, we didn't play our main starters. And for good reason. 
to rest up for the most important thing. Since we already had clinched the playoff berth, I mean, why not? Because at the point of the regular season score, you know, it's just like, okay, well, boom, there you go. Plus, we were going against the Eagles, and you already know how of a juggernaut right now the Eagles are. So, we didn't want no casualties to happen, you know. Um, so, that's the biggest game right there for us in there. You know, your boy was rocking the jersey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, so that was big. On to the next game you got on Sunday, which is pretty much, again, it's three games that's happening on Sunday. Kind of like, sort of like your traditional day when they're playing it on Sunday. You know, you usually pretty much see about three games to happen on the uh, on that Sunday. But it would be the Ravens and the Bengals. I'll probably give that one to the Bengals because clearly they can't figure out what they're... I mean, they, I know they have figured a quarterback to be playing for um, the Ravens, but it's not Lamar Jackson. So, I don't know. With Joe Burrow and all of them in Cincinnati, that way how they've been playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. One... A half of the team that was playing at the Super Bowl is actually possibly trying to make its run again to it. Rams, I don't even know what they're doing, so they got to figure that part out. And then the last game of the wild card weekend, which will be played on Monday around 8-15, which will be the Cowboys versus the Bucks. And you already know who I'm rooting for. It ain't the Cowboys. <laughs> you know, it's the Bucks. And yes, I know Tom Brady and them was up there too. And they got one of probably the worst records coming into this arena in itself with all these other teams. But it's the Cowboys. And I don't want them going anywhere, really. I want them to go home. You know what I'm saying? Granted, yes, on a one-plus side, even including the Cowboys, I will say, it's also a long time coming that the NFC East is being taken seriously now because we've always been the laughing stock in the teams these days and we're not because we have great teams that are the eagles the giants Cowboys, and also even washington i I give them credit you know they were making a move though i was discussing this with somebody um and i just anybody can really agree it was probably one of the worst decisions one of them that ron rivera and then was trying to do was to not play taylor heineke um you know, y'all, y'all really blew your chance. You're, you're at the playoffs. You're not really, you're not really trying to be like, oh, well, let's just let them play the last game. No, sorry, y'all trying to get in the playoffs, right? Am I right or am I right? You're trying to get into the playoffs. You're not really trying to play no player that just was finishing off getting off an injury. You would think you would play the player that's been hot, trying, that's been giving you these wins, right? And a tie, which unfortunately was against us the Giants, but who's been, he was been busting it in there for the team. You know what I'm saying? Who, mind you, if you forget, who gave them, who gave who the first loss? The Eagles. And that was them with Taylor Heineke quarterbacking. So why would you have sat him down for that? But, eh, could have, could have had a whole four t- teams from the NFC East playing there, but y'all screwed yourselves up. But I will give y'all credit, though, because I count y'all out in the beginning of the season because it wasn't looking too bright. But they they prevailed coming in here. So I give them credit. You know, <laughs> I give them credit. That's all I can really say with that, to be honest. 
I'll give them thy credit. You know, tie season eight and eight. It's not bad. You know, it's not a losing record, so but other than that, those are the breaks. And those are the games that's happening this weekend. So look forward to that happening. But other than that, that is it for the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you guys for listening as always. Uh, Be safe. Take care of each other. And I will talk to y'all soon. All right. Later.